Rock and roll. Kia ora, everybody. What's up? It is Rebet. Welcome to Rebet Live. Another show rolling. Got the bro, Ranieta Rewiri, the plant-based Māori. How are you, bro? Yeah, bro. Doing real good. Thanks, bro. Bro, How you? S- straight off the bat, I had to give you mic props. You roll the <laughs> Audio-Technica ATR-2100 USB. You know what's popping. How's it yeah, going? Bro. <laughs> nah, it's going good, bro. When I was like first getting into the podcast scene, I was just hard out looking into um, Tim Ferriss, and he was the one who was sort of like sharing all of the ideas about, you know, because he's all about efficiency. He's all about, you know, just using the gear that works, that's going to do the job. And so done my research there, and then boom, just got it, and it was the most cost-effective option. And I just like how it's got the, um, you know, the USB as well yep. as if you can to up like up scale scale you can sort of like have that input as well so bro it does the job man yeah and the xlr in and the whole thing yep i, I get mm. it i saw that straight away and i was like the bro knows what's up the bro knows <laughs> yeah, what's up yeah <laughs> so we haven't met before but we obviously got a, a a mutual friend who's, who's keeping who keeps in mischief himself um where are you based out of right now and for those who aren't aware of um who you are what you do um the podcast the content the whole vibe give, give the 101 for for the crew yeah, sweet. So, uh, kia everybody. Uh, my name's Rani Rewiri, uh, born and bred here in uh, Whakatane, which is a little town in New Zealand. And it's what I call the centre of the universe. Well, it's the centre of mine anyway. Um, you know, just sort of like grew up real humble beginnings, um, you know, and I, I don't think that's like something that's uncommon these days. You know, I think it's sort of like everyone has their trials and tribulations and especially coming from like a indigenous background, we all sort of like come from the same sort of backyard. So for me, yeah. sort of like touching on that, I think it's just like creating that picture of, of individuality but also like we're all going through the same thing at the exact same time so um so that's hard out where i started to really learn about and i don't think i was conscious i definitely wasn't aware of it growing up you know the things like gratitude you know but when i look back now it's like those sort of experiences knowing that you know my mum was subconsciously instilling kindness love and resourcefulness and uh, to me and I think I'm just starting to reflect um, at this stage of my life at the moment so going through all my own lived experiences of heartbreak of you know losing jobs and now just sort of like embarking on this journey of personal development which has led me into learning so much about myself um, as well as just creating different expressions of myself which has moved me into this business space and there's my business name there Tupuanuku if you can see it behind me it's a food business and it's basically just me wanting to share um, a part of my life that has really just improved the quality of my life and that was going plant-based, going vegan a few years ago and I've managed to build a business out of it because being Maori and vegan it just at the time was like not a thing that you could like see together and for me I think that's where the strength is you know like there's so if I was just Maori there's that's you can put yourself in one category there but if you're vegan you can put yourself in one category there but bringing those two worlds together I just found my point of difference and so that's where I started to really just channel my energy not in a space where I knew it was going to make a business but in a space where this is where I'd feel I can provide value so that just started to um just started to manifest into just scaling into growing into demand so 
eventually uh, got this food trailer that I'm standing in at the moment. Uh, but it's also my studio for the Planting Seeds podcast that I also am the host of. And um, the reason for the podcast was mainly just to um, invite people into hearing the awesome conversations that I have the privilege of, of being a part of. And I think that was the whole major thing during my own personal growth was learning from other people, having these real in-depth conversations that helped me to become a lot more mindful of my own thoughts, of the way that I was feeling and trying to articulate that. So that was the whole purpose behind the Planting Seeds podcast, planting those seeds. So um, that could eventually grow into something for the listeners. So that's me in a nutshell, and that's I'm cool, loving man. it. <laughs> you know, the um, if anyone's had a chance to get onto your um, Instagram, uh, Plant Based Māori, or, or check out the podcast or, or, or the some of the visual snippets that come out of it, um, it's deceptively deep. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and when um, certain people look a certain way, you know, you, you roll looking straight and then you hit him with some gnarly IQ shit. People, people, <laughs> it, 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 um, it, disar- it, it freaks some people out, it disarms some others. And, and it's, it's very cool to see, especially when you have that combination of, um, I was, I was thinking that, have you seen that YouTube video and it's a cat on a Roomba wearing a shark suit and it's going around and it's just like a 12 second clip or something. And it's this cat like on a Roomba <laughs> wearing a shark suit. And it's just this weird combo of shit. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what and then so exactly to your point you're like plant-based maori tats depth conversations media all this stuff and it kind of have you felt have you always felt that you were different or after you got to start doing stuff publicly you saw the optics coming back and then you felt an energy shift because i think it's something that um a few people can relate to yeah well i think that's like uh, it's a strange thing because um you know growing up I was just like your average kid, you know, like there was no special talent. There was no sort of like foreseen, you know, future of what I could become. There was like, there was no sort of like ambition um, in me, you know, growing up. So I think for myself, it's just been like a massive journey of discovering like, what is my talent? You know, what do I have to give? And just really just nurturing those kinds of questions and, you know, slowly and surely it's only recently even like even when i just started to do the food trailer as well as the podcast it's only recent that i'm actually starting to recognize that i have so much value to give that that i have a gift that um i have so much in me that i can still grow the capacity to do more so um it's not i was never really a different kind of guy growing up but i was always trying to fit in let's put it that way yeah. i was trying to fit in in a sense of being accepted um because yeah i don't know what was going over me when i was sort of young but i was just a massive ple- people pleaser eh? like I get it. you know just wanting to be a part of different communities wanting to be a part of different friend groups and and in all honesty it, it happened that way i've got so much friends because of me sort of being in that space but what it helped me realize was my strength isn't that I'm a people pleaser my strength is that I'm a connector I'm really Mm. good at connecting with people so that's what I'm just starting to maximize and at the moment the um yeah it's funny when you realize you've been the same the whole time and then you just hit a point you're like stuff it this is how I roll and just do you you know 
Yeah, I get it. Exactly right. I, I will say, how much easier is life after you hit that point? And it's like stuff that I'm doing me. How, how much, how much free mental bandwidth do you have? How much free more time that you don't need to stress about bullshit? How how, how freeing is it to just to get to a point you just do you, but genuinely? It's so liberating, eh? You know, it's like one of my friends um, just explained it in a sense that the veil has been lifted. You know, you see a lot more clearer. You feel like there's a bit more purpose behind every day. And so for me, it's as soon as I started to step into that, it, it's sort of like a drug that is so addictive, but it helps you in a super positive way you know these yeah. endorphins because you know there was a stage of my life where i abused drugs and alcohol and you know i was just loving life like when i look back i have no regrets because i enjoyed every part of it but now when i just have these sort of like moments where i'm just so grateful for how my life has unfolded and that i can unapologetically be myself yeah hey, can't it's be powerful it. yeah it's, it's very it's very powerful and it's a, it, uh, yeah, it's funny you said it's like a, it's, it's a drug because I've always said I'd rather, not the exact same words, but I'd rather like lose, but me being me than win me not being me. You know, like that to, to, to win your own way is so rewarding, even though you know the journey is so much tougher. And it's very clear that you, you've kind of got to that point as well. Because how old are you now, bro? I uh, just turned 28 on Tuesday. Yeah. So awesome. Because even just that point that, say at 28, you you feel content with who you are and how you roll and what you're here to do. And and just like, it's not like a negative stuff you to others. It's more just like, hell yes for yourself, that this is who you are and this is how you roll. So many people don't even, will literally go through life and don't even get that. They don't even get to that point. And so that's, I mean, good on you, bro. And I think that's why I'm so vocal in in the way that I express myself. It's, it's not necessarily to be boastful, but it's, it's really to, like you said, I'm just being me and, and a, a mantra that I sort of live by is that there's so much people who are directing messages and like, you need to do this. And I can talk on it because, you know, I'm part of like a vegan community and, and people within that community are just so direct and they can make they can actually do the opposite to what their purpose or intention is and so for me when I'm sort of looking at it in that context it's like the best way that I know how to serve is to be the example of the message that I hope to share you know and I think that's the whole nutshell of what sort of drives me to continuously share so much deep thought online Mm. because it's, it's who I am. And if it resonates, then I feel that enables people that opening to start their own personal journey. Well, as well, it, it makes them start to challenge themselves on the optics of what they think it is, right? Um, it's v- very much, yeah, it's freeing. It's liberating. When you, what was the moment that decided you did to, to, to go to plant-based? What was the, what was the hook? What was the moment? What was the your body was what all stuffed up too much drugs and booze and shit or was it just you got fat what was the what was the moment you watched the game changes what was the hook <laughs> i was none of it eh? it was simply just curiosity you know like my best friend um he had been a vegan for a year and we both moved back to our hometown at the exact same time and i just moved home after traveling around the world for six months and i moved back and that's when i started to really really tap into like shit, I want to do something with my life. And so I knew that I wanted to work with young people. And I started to volunteer my time. I started to connect with 
um, people that were in that same space. And what I started to realize, I was sharing all these messages as doing like keynote speaking. And I was like, you can be anything that you want to be, just sort of reiterating what I had heard. And so for me, it was like, all right, if I can, if I'm saying these things to these young people, how am I actually uh, representing that message? Like I said, how can I be an example of what I'm actually saying? And so I dedicated all of 2018 to uh, grow myself as a person. And for those who are in this entrepreneurial space or personal development space, we all know that operates outside of our comfort zone. And mm. so for one month, every for the whole year of um, 2018, I just done a different challenge. That was like going takeaway free. That was going, you know, doing 100 press ups a day and just monitoring my own personal growth. And part of that whole journey was going vegan in the month of May. And that's basically all it was. There was a one-month challenge that turned into a lifelong commitment because of how I felt, uh, what I learned, as well as the underlying values that I wanted to sort of have in my life, like things like gratitude, compassion, kindness, love. Those were the attributes that I was sort of hoping to acquire. And this lifestyle has enabled me to embody those things. And not to say that you can't without it, but for me at that particular time, that's what really sort of attracted me to continue to continue this journey. So yours wasn't even a moral or ethical thing. It was just literally, nah, it was it just was curious. A, Here's a challenge. My body's doing better. The shit must be good. Let's double down. And then you got educated. Yep. That's exactly what happened. And cause I was already fit. I was already healthy. I was already aesthetically sort of like in a good space. So there was no sort of like mental barrier or physical barrier or anything that was going on in my life. It was like simply just trying to challenge my comfort zone. And what came out of that was a real defining and pinnacle moment. That's just changed the course of my life in the most profound way. That's cool, dude. Um, uh, we've got a question. Fart in your face says, if you smothered KFC in potato and gravy, does it still count as vegan? <laughs> oh, farts in your face. <laughs> if I became vegan, can I still pick up chicks? <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, jeez. What's the... I like how he used chicks because it's relevant to like KFC. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I see what he did there. I don't know if he got the meta, yeah. the meta layer yeah. in it, but I see what he did there. Yeah. Um, so let, maybe let, let's jump into this spot. So right now with Corona, your business is, you've got a content play and a commercial play. The commercial play is food. What's mm -hmm. the, the, the... What can and can't you do and where... Can and can't you go? And what does this mean for your business? How has this tweaked and changed your, your commercial world right now? Well, we've basically been frozen ever since we went into level four lockdown, uh, just because we're in, we're not classified as a essential sort of business. And what food we is essential. Yeah, it is. But not our particular business, unfortunately, <laughs> because the main reason is, is when I was doing my reading up on is that the health regulators and all of those kinds of people who give you the certs and the food control plans, they need to come and see how you're handling the food and how it's actually sort of being prepared and delivered and all of those kinds of things. And there's just no way to track that. So um, that sort of like put a halt on our business. But when we move into level three, we'll be able to do like a ordering sort of service, like ready-made meals and those kinds of things. So that's what we're just starting to prep for at the moment. So let's talk through there for a second. At the moment, um, if you're in food and beverage or hospitality, 
day comes along, boom, shut down, doors closed, mm-hmm. done. Now, have you thought about specifically every single product and service and offering that you're going to do at each level going on the way down and how you're going to navigate that between content that you create online versus products that you sell in person, how you get down to the market, I guess, strategically, where's your brain go gone to with how you'll amplify your message or business to, to sort of get back, get back turning, turning fast. What are some, um, cause tourism and hospitality have been just smoked right now but the good news yeah. for you is you can open your doors and you can get dollars tourism is obviously a little bit harder where's your headspace gone to strategically with with products and services you do to the market i think at the moment it's just heavily trying to create a resource that could go online you know so it's not really reliant on a physical product because even when we do open our doors there's still a possibility that people won't be buying any food because of um, you know, the restrictions on them earning an income and kinds of things like that. So we're also preparing for that sort of phase that I don't expect us for our doors to open and then boom, we just start getting sales. So for me, the a big chunk of this whole entire lockdown has been trying to be resourceful and trying to create um, an online resource that could help people sort of navigate their personal development journey or even just dabble their toes in what um, a plant-based lifestyle is because it's not really food it's like a complete outlook on life and so just developing something in that space because once it's created it's it's out there for everyone it's a, to explore it's weightless it's weightless exactly and it's as well as it's limitless because there's so much people who can't physically come to our trailer who really really do support us so it's about it's not only um doing it on our end to to be able to create some income or create this resource but it's also an opportunity for people who can't physically get here to sort of like be involved in some of the work that we're doing so that's where the mindset is at at the moment doing things like cooking tutorials on facebook just to try and generate that interest as well as value and then we're just going to move into doing ready-made meals and then hopefully by that time we've got enough momentum to open up our doors and get ready to go again so you're um yeah, it's interesting storytelling with social that links back into it. When you, you keep saying we and our, who's we and our? Uh, so we is my uh, fiance. Oi. So this, yeah, so this is our business. You know, like I, obviously I started it because we um, like we went together when I first started this whole idea, but it's it's manifested into what it is. And I just can, there's no way. I can manage and do this all on my own. So um, my partner was able to finish work last year and we've just been going hard in this together. So she's the backbone of this whole operations because there's been times where I've just wanted to cry because I've literally been on my knees in this trailer and I've legit had tears coming out of my eyes because of my foolishness, my naiveness, my lack of mindfulness around certain things and a big huge crack just happened in our floor because of something that I had done and she was the one who was able to keep a level head as well as just create a solution on the spot so I think it's vital to have that kind of support uh, when you're moving through the space if it's available especially if you're in like a service um, especially in food it's just I think it's really really um, uh, a, a space like the hospitality scene I think people don't realize how much like stress work comes into this. Um, so yeah, I think for me to have her here, it's, it's amazing, bro. I'm, I'm very grateful, even though I get pissed off at times. 
Oh, I think that's why she's the fiance and not the girlfriend. <laughs> that's it, but you can't run away from me, man. <laughs> what advice would you give other couples that are in business right now? Because obviously you, you might be the plant-based Māori, but it's it's very clear that you have a, a deeper sense of overall well-being for um, relationships, soul, balance, empathy, energy, all the rest of it. So if you were, if you're in a, you know, if you're in a partnership right now, going through tough shit, how would you, what advice would you give? I think the thing that we've been working on lately is just been setting boundaries, you know, like there was a time when we first started, I was just so headstrong where I just wanted to go, go, go. And I think it's very common with couples who sort of like go into business that the focus is the business where you sort of like lose that quality time and presence with one another. So what we started to realize was like, I was so focused on the business and that's what was filling me at the moment at that time. And my partner was there just really just wanting us to sort of like have that time. So it really took like a breaking point for us to sort of like realize and put these boundaries in place because it's not a healthy thing when you're around each other all the time. And I mean, around each other all the time, working together, living together, working out together. Everything is just together, but miss each other. You know, and I think that's when things just started to unravel. We're around each other, but we missed each other. And so um, we just took a week off and we just worked on ourselves because at the end of the day, when I really bring it right back to my core, what is most important? Like, why am I working so hard for? Why are we working so hard for? We're doing it for one another, but yet we're not there for one another. So we just started to like, yeah, what those boundaries look like? Um, what are the roles that we know we can do? Um, and how do we also, the thing for me at the moment is I'm just trying to learn the art of letting go, mm. right? Just letting go because um, she's a lot younger than me and I tend to be that strict and um, strict boyfriend or the one who always says no, but what I've uh. learned, <laughs> it's exactly that. But what I've, what it was is because I just, in this relationship, I just. Oh, don't say we lost you. Come back. Oh, we lost him. No. Yes, you oh. back? You back? You there, bro? Pitching. I got you. Oh. Yep, I'm here. I'm okay. here. Okay. What happened? Did you run out of power on your, on, on your laptop? No. I'm losing you again. Are we all good now, though? Yes. Whatever that is, leave it right there. Hold up. What have you done? Has the trailer gone 2G? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Far out. So we're back, are we? What happened? The technology was working. We were we were rolling. We just got a comment there that says, "No, that was the no, that's right at the juicy bit." <laughs> the universe, the universe mustn't have wanted me to go into that detail, bro. <laughs> that that could be accurate. Um, Shane says, "Tanaka had Rebecca done the I've been following the Planet Seas podcast for some uh, some time. Audio is mahiti both shop, bro. Appreciate it." If he's a counsellor for Alizme, he sounds like he's some political sway. How about you flip and get plant-based Maori branding all up in your shit? Um, <laughs> Shane also says, where do you see your business pivoting to now? Online delivery? Well, obviously, I think it sounds like you've got an online educational play and then some more content commerce, which is going to plug in the back of it. Yeah, that's definitely where we're at at the moment. Um, it's just, yeah, trying to move online as well as just trying to improvise of like, all right, what can we do if our doors are closed? So, yep, online delivery service. We started to do it um, at the start, but that just got shut down. So, yeah, it's also, um, I think at the moment, because we're in a sort of space, we need like a physical, am I cutting out again or am I right? A little bit. Hold on. A little bit. Sorry. Let me just quickly. You, you don't have that 5G shit popping yet in the trailer. <laughs> or maybe he, are you connecting it from your phone? Are you hotspotting off your phone? Shane, Shop Brothers. Appreciate it, Shane. Sounds like you're a fucking weapon. Uh, Rowena, back to the girlfriend. Oh, he was going good on the, the, girlfriend, the girlfriend banter. Uh, Rowan Dunn says, Kia kaha raniera. Sorting that relationship is very important. Nice, bro. Nice, Rowan. Appreciate it. Well done. Oh, we, I'm going to ask. I'm wondering if he's hotspotting off his a flipping iPhone 5 with 3G, or he's got Wi Fi connection, which isn't Ethernet plugged in to the cable direct into the cable. Oh, he's gone. No. Come back, you bastard. Uh, fart in your face. Vegan connection, huh? <laughs> fart in your face. You are totally winning the troll game today. Start off good. If something... If you saw the game, see banana and gravy, does it still count as vegan? <laughs> it's so good. If I became vegan, can I still pick up chicks? What fart in your face. If you're really smart, you would have understood the double entendre there. Um, okay, boom. I think we're, we're back. Oh, no microphone. Are you on yourself? <laughs> God damn, bro. I don't know what the hell's going on, well, bro. Well, you just you just missed it. Fart in your face came back and said, vegan connection, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, come on. Fart in your face. <laughs> so, so let's talk. You you went, you went did all the research to get the, the right microphone from Tim Ferriss, but yep. are you sending smoke signals for your internet connection? What is happening? Yeah, I think it's the the internet connection because sometimes it just trips in and out being in the actual um trailer so yeah. i've just opened up all the doors there and some for some reason it's just like getting a bit stronger now so the wi-fi connection can, can see to the router the ninja move is you buy a 10 or 20 meter ethernet extension plug and they get the dongle so it goes straight and then then you at least get that and don't you stress the, the wi-fi thing but Right, is there? Can you can you actually do that? Like, say you bought one of those. Can you actually get another one if you wanted in another room? 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, you can do multi. Oh, yeah, yeah. sweet. Yeah, you can sync them up. Um, the, go- the Google uh, ones. Uh, worst case, you can yeah just run an Ethernet cable out, out to the mix, which way you can do it. Um, so sweet. let's jump back into back to the girlfriend Rowena. <laughs> so she sa- she saved you. You've been a duck, and then <laughs> then you're sweet. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I think I got to a point where it's sort of like yeah letting go right it's a, it's because for me there was a lot of like you know I think there was I could even like say there was a bit of ego involved like you know I've been through the personal development journey I know all of these da, 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 da. and it's not just internalizing it's like crossfitters trying to talk to other people <laughs> about crossfit <laughs> oh you yeah, haven't but- done that what gee you don't know <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of like when something gets brought up if I have that hat on and I can almost foresee a mistake or something sort of like starting to, that can unfold um, without her being mindful about that. So that's when I sort of step in and sort of like shut it down as opposed to just letting go and allowing her to have that experience. And I think one, people can view it as controlling or like being strict, but in my true nature, it's just about more about protection like you know and like i don't want her to go through anything that she might not want to go through but that's not up to me and that's where i'm saying like the art of letting go is something that i feel is just helping our relationship at the moment as well as setting those boundaries because it sucks bro it it sucks when you're so pissed off at each other but you gotta work because yeah you gotta work that honestly bro that translates in the food as well as when customers are coming up it messes with the energy and the aura of who of what we're actually wanting to give so for us it's really about taking responsibility of our own cup and like what makes us feel happy what what do you need to do today for yourself that gets you in a good space so when we come together we're just humming and when we're in that sort of space far out what we can achieve is just incredible one plus one equals ten when you do it right Oh, I love that. Not one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why the trailer? Well, it just felt like the next progression for us. So we're doing a whole lot of markets, a whole lot of events around the country. And while I was, while we were sort of setting up at these um, markets and events, we just saw like trailers and we just realized like far out, it'll be so much easier if we just had a trailer because we won't have to pack up we won't have to set up we won't have to have all of these niggly things and it's also that sort of feeling of professionalism where we saw that the people who had trailers people would naturally be attracted to them so for us it was like all right let's put our mind on getting a food trailer and i've never been that great with money um so in order to get this uh we had a crowdfunding app Oh, we had we went crowdfunding and we we're able to source the money for this in the matter of two hours that's awesome talk me through that that's 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 epic yeah so yeah like i said hadn't been good with money and the money that was being made within those events was like cool we've got this money let's go and have an airbnb weekend in rotorua there was nothing sort of like being put away for the business it was like sweet because in the business term, just learning, you didn't make that money. The business made that money. Yeah. But what we were doing is we were spending that money like we had earned it, where it was the wrong way to do so. Just shot ourselves in the foot 
and had just started to get in touch with some really awesome people who were just really encouraging me to just just jump in terms of doing the crowdfunding. The amount of value they were saying that I was giving, you know, throughout the last years just for free. You know, there are people who want to give. So just step into vulnerability, put yourself out there and just um, allow that and just see what happens and put it up. Um, and yeah, bro, in, in two hours, all of the money was raised and, and then some. So, so yeah, good. it was. So then you great. went to Rotorua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, went to go and started to look for where we can buy a trailer. Um, but all the trailers that we were sort of seeing online, they were all run down. There was heaps of maintenance. So, we decided to get it built from scratch and it ended up being cheaper. And then my father in law and my mother in law just decked out all of the inside. So, yeah, and that's sort of like how we've been doing, and it's been incredible. All right, good on you. So with Corona now, you're you're paused. You've got a plan for when it goes three, two, one to get rolling again. What's your biggest concern for the future of this sort of community? What's your concern about community after this, or that they're potentially going through right now? Hmm. I don't put too much thought to that, to be honest. Um, the only thing, are you talking about my community specifically like, yeah. or just, I but, think the thing is, is like, well, my biggest concern at the moment is like just being able to be like being in lockdown for so long and then slowly sort of like getting back to normal. I think that alone is just going to be like a process that's just not going to happen like that. So I think people are just going to be a bit more mindful about where they're going, about what they're spending their money on, especially for those ones who aren't really working yet. So I think there's just going to be a longer period. And I think even when we're starting to think about the economy, like we're going to get hit like even harder at some point, like what we're experiencing now, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I feel like something else is going to happen down the line. And so it's about just being mindful about that. I don't want to shove sales down people's throats if they don't really have the money to do it. Um, but, you know, we're just going just gonna to continue to turn up and we're just going to just try and have adaptability on our mindset when we're just sort of moving through it because, you know, the ebbs and flows of business are just crucial. But the thing that's heavy on my heart at the moment is, if we can sustain it through this, if we can sustain it through this, if we can get through this, if we can even make money on top of it, even through online resources or anything, I know we're going to do really well when we're able, when the economy starts to ramp back up. So mm. that's all that I'm sort of feeling at the moment. So can you name five people your age, your lane that look like you, that roll like you, that talk about the stuff that you're talking about? Yes. You can. Yep. Publicly. Yep. So there's my best mate, Tehonu Tuna. Like we've been on the same journey forever. There's uh, Ray Brown, who lives over in Australia. There's the bro Tiare Tawera, his partner, Lacey Gartner. There is my brother, Isaac Carlson, down in Wellington. There is, who else is someone that I can name? Because I'm regularly having these conversations, eh? And, and I feel like I'm only attracted to people who are on the same sort of like mindset and view of thinking. And those five people there are oh, my brother, Talmor McLean, and my brother, James Meditor. So. Bro, how many brothers do you have? You flipping from like Utah or some shit? Jeez. So these you can't are name like, like four of the five be your brothers. <laughs> but space them out as. 
but that's like my thing you know like i actually grew up with no brothers i'm the only boy and there's me and me and my sister and then we've got three half sisters so i feel like that's why i have that harder connection to yeah, I when i it. say brothers as so, well because i've never had it <laughs> so my brain goes so in certain realms you usually can't name five that are in the same thing you're in a spot that's a lot bigger than food so instantly you mm. kind of go to that collective thought around community around you know if you say one plus one equals ten with with your partner and there's a there's a there's a collective of you that are in the same um the same vibe of things and same energy literally you've got a you've got a you, you're one you're one move away from a movement mm. you know yeah and I think it's like that's and I'm part of like a few big sort of like group groups that have that sort of way of thinking and and that sort of positive outlook on life, but also just knowing the real vulnerability as well as the challenges that are in things. And for me, I'm just very, very, very mindful about who I engage with, the type of connections that I create, because I hard out know the impact of just one bad orange in in that fruit bowl so for me it's just about you know if people aren't on the vibe i'm i'm okay with not having that conversation with someone so for me it's just about sweet i know who my tribe is and if i need to pick me up if i need a kick in the ass if i need a punch in the face i know exactly who to go to and i'm so fortunate to have these amazing people around me yeah that it's tough when you've got such care for commerce and people with depth but then you run in a commercial outlet which is transactional and balancing <laughs> yeah. off that how have you balanced off between i guess depth of emotion with width of commerce yeah so that's something that i'm starting to sort of like think heavily about at the moment because you know there is a lot of depth you know that translate to a particular type of person um but how am i able to like broaden that you know broaden that net how am I make, how am I supposed how can I make that net wider and for me it's just about uh, the thing that's non-negotiable is me changing like I'm not changing I don't care how much sales how much less sales I have how much more sales I gain like that's non-negotiable so for me at the end of the day it's like whoever vibes with it they're gonna vibe and I feel it's just continuously grown because what I know that I'm confident in is our product I know what we can create and the people behind that creation, it's a different type of energy as well. So I feel that is another transaction that is, that is helping us at the moment. Have you done any digging into how Ben and Jerry's actually made their money? Oh, no, I haven't. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a really interesting uh, case study into brand. So Ben and Jerry's, um, obviously Ben and Jerry, they had, I think, I, I feel the number was 17 different bricks and mortar outlets that they had ice cream shops right all over the show boom 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 and I, I, the numbers might be off by a couple but you know you get the get the gist and um it's always hand to uh, hand to mouth it was always just like uh slow organic growth but not success right right the second they got distribution into supermarkets that had brand associated with, with the product that had distribution that's when ben and jerry's won and so what they realized had happened was they'd actually built a brand that had community and, and cult following around what the brand represented and people trusted the brand and they got the upside of it without physically having to be there so you know when you when you uh, in a spot um 
that you're in and you look at those that you're around you and say, well, where's the weak spot? What can you do? And, and as I said, like it really feels, I mean, obviously we're just mid and, and just broken down, but man, it really feels that you're, you're one move away from, from, you know, from product and platform. Mm. which is exciting right because you can feel it and yeah. especially when you know exactly to your point before you know that you're not changing shit this is how you roll this is what you love this is what you represent this is what i'm about this is how i'm going to talk this is how i'm going to dress this is what i'm like yes simultaneously what's that ninja move that then takes yeah. it from moment to movement that's where the strategy piece comes in i mean it, it's going to be super interesting to see you know one or two little ninja moves that you could do because obviously you know when you've got um when you've got it's it's clear that this is more than food for you this is bigger what would it be bigger than food how do you how do you surmise it in your head because obviously you the brand is plant-based maori as an individual what what is it that's bigger that you you you're seeing or feeling um like it's it's for me it's sort of just like a a cliche thing of like it's just life in general man like Frick's sakes like for me food has just been like the vehicle the introduction that's really given me the path to fully express and i think if, if for me the bigger version is just trying to create that opening for other people to embark on it if it's through food then sweet if it's through one podcast episode even better but in terms of like the ninja move there's been heaps of people in my corner sort of like suggesting the same thing saying that i need a product because the brand's there but if there was like a proper product that could go global in terms of like perhaps a protein powder or like uh one of our foods that we could just put out there because one mentor said you know, if you have that one product, you could sell that product to multiple different people in different countries, and then you could go along to those things. So for me, like, I just want to go back to what you said about Ben and Jerry's, like, the thing that I hard out mess with, that I fuck with, is sustainable growth. I'm not about that. I don't, I'm not interested in scaling so damn quick, because yeah, I know the formula of growth right the systems have to match the growth you know the capacity to be able to grow more so for me we don't have the correct systems in place it's only a two-man team in order to run a food business at the moment so our next step is like how can we build a team how can we be in multiple places at one time so we can have more brand awareness so our strategy at the moment is who can we bring in can we create enough um, resources to perhaps build another trailer um, because at the moment we're so we have to stay within our permanent location to make that our spot so when people want some tupuanuku some vegan food from myself and my fiance they know exactly where to go but what happened when we're in that space was we we're getting opportunities to do catering to go into different events but we can't because we're in one place so at the moment we're just trying to build the capacity to be able to be in multiple places at the same time so that's what we're hoping to achieve in the next year um, and then hopefully through that whole process we'll be able to find our next move but you know just talking like this this is like sort of like where our headspace is at at the it's moment it's great. great so with Tupo Anuku, do you see and I'm just I'm always just really in, inquisitive and um, I'm, I, I, I'm curious I'm always curious do you when you look at the New Zealand food sector you know is all the food some type of is there is there always like a, a maori cultural component within each part and you don't go wider you're obviously not doing obviously fried chicken or any other shit but like your the brand in itself because i was just i just went to like well who's the like the the maori food brand of new zealand what is the yeah. the teagles for maori them what is the 
the tip top for Māori or that that's healthy Māori food. Is there? I mean, I don't know the food world at all. I obviously know there's um there's these clusters and pockets that 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 um that have got together. Is there a healthy, clean Māori food brand that has mass distribution in supermarkets in New Zealand? Oh, piss off, internet. Fuck. We're about to hit the hammer. Shit. Team, if you're, if you're as frustrated as me, please comment. Yes, frustrated. Shit. Damn it. What the fuck? Like, no. Okay, I'm going to wait this thing out. If you're listening to this right now and you think there's a ninja move that he could do, what would it be? Comment it down. The challenge, if you are watching this right now, literally ask, what could the ninja move be? If you were him, what would you do right now? Because it's very clear that it's bigger than food. It's bigger than just um, the product of him being a plasma-based Maori. This is very clear that there is there is something that is bubbling that is that is mega and, and, and massive. Right. Oh, please be back. <laughs> what? Honestly, this is vegan Wait, connection, so sorry, bro. bro. I'm you're, so sorry, bro. <laughs> your vegan connection. Fart in your face was right. He said vegan connection. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening is like, I feel just the placement of where we are is just not good at the moment. And every other part of our house is not that like aesthetically appealing. So for us, it's sort of like, this is like the best place for it, bro. Hey. Unfortunately. <laughs> no, get it. Okay. We were just about Ooh. to throw the hammer. I think yeah. I had crafted something along the lines that said, I'm just trying to reverse. I don't know much about, um, I don't know much about the food in the ecosystem within Māori Dim. If it's Māori brand food, who's the Māori brand of, of Teagles or Tip Top? Um, who owns that space that has mass distribution in supermarkets? I feel that's what I said. Yeah. Who, who is that, that brand? What is that, what is that platform? Does it exist? Who is it? What's that landscape? Cause it's clear that yours is bigger than just a product. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't think there is someone who is sort of like owning that space at that level. Uh, but I am aware of some amazing Māori cuisine sort of enthusiasts out there who are sort of like creating a name for themselves, not particularly in a product, but definitely in like a particular restaurant. And they're called Hiakai down in Wellington. Like incredible, incredible what she's absolutely doing with Māori food, Māori ingredients. So for me in general, in terms of like that space, like I'm not really adding any Māori infused food to like vegan kai because at the end of the day, the market that's coming in, 95% of our customers are meat eaters, are dairy eaters. Only 5% of our customers would be vegetarian, vegan. So what we're doing is our menu is actually a menu that people can relate to things like burritos, tacos, burgers, and a few salad options. So that's where our market is because mm. in a small town like Fakatani, if we had things like boil up or something like that, and we went to a, um, a vegan fest over in Tauranga last year, and there was actually a business there who was doing like vegan hangis, vegan bread. Um, that's like a rewana in that. And she didn't do that well. So vegans or people aren't really like looking for Maori food in this space at the moment. Mm. And so there was an idea of like me trying to create a dessert around fry bread and infusing it with chocolate and different fillings. So there's ideas that we're starting to think about because honestly, all these amazing food places, they just have one dish and yeah. there's lines. It's a banger. Yeah. And it's a banger. There's one the in Tauranga. Yep. 
they called Hello Rosie and they're the vegan junk food and they always have lines because of their donuts. So for us, it's about like, what can we create there you go. that can have that kind of impact? So at the end of the day, bro, me and my fiance, bro, we're not chefs. We're not like foodies. Like we know what we like, but we're not really anything special. We just know how to cook with food. So we just got to like that is special. Yeah, no, that's no, special. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You should see the photos of my my burnt toasted flipping cheese sandwiches. <laughs> this flipping quarantine yeah. shit is just oh, come on, part of my face. Say something to bro, that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of us in this, man. Yeah, stuff you put in your face. There's there's a guy. Have, do you know a guy, Jason Witterheader? No, no. Have I you heard of him? No. So uh, he's a bro. He owns uh, the New World in Victoria Park in Auckland. Um, he'd be an awesome guy just to get a, just to get some big thinking around um, around this sort of shit. It's amazing. But anyway, I know we've got we can go. I'm surprised. I mean, your name has popped up a couple of times. I always wait. There's this thing of this thir- the rules of three. Anytime someone names the first time, because everyone talks about everyone, it's like cool, cool, cool. If I hear a name first, I'm like, all right, cool. I remember it. Good. I hear one a second time within a short distance. I'm like, okay, momentum. Third time fast, I'm like, okay, boom, go. And it was funny because obviously when our bro had connected us, that was more than the third time in a totally uh, small spot. So I'm I'm glad we got oh, to damn. finally c- connect up and bro <laughs> down. So it's it's cool, man. But um, obviously it's, I guess, a bit weird live, but the same thing as if we were in person, we'd be talking about the same shit. So I, I, I don't really care. Um, so it's great. <laughs> it's different. That's yes. it. <laughs> it's back to your point about the authenticity. But as long as you're just doing you, it's like you don't give a shit. <laughs> and it's also it's for context. the king for context as well for those who are watching and i need it just before we went on he was like so i don't really know you so what's your deal what are you up to i was like oh bro it's all good yes man. Was like, we'll get there we'll get there um no it's mean bro so if people are wanting to support you back you look into what you're doing how you're doing obviously you're on the instagram the plant-based maori where else can they go what can they do if someone wants to get behind you and what you're doing where, can, where how can they support you and your awesome um, fiance who's clearly amazing that doesn't make <laughs> you sleep on the couch oh so for um for yeah if you want to like find find me anywhere it's honestly plant-based maori uh, across instagram facebook and youtube and then you're also if you're keen on like listening to some of the conversations that i have on my podcast it's planting seeds on instagram or on itunes on spotify as well as on youtube as well so yeah that's where you can find me i don't have like a magical amazing web website and everything like that but everything is basically under the plant-based moldy so yeah check it out there you go um i appreciate your time brother it's awesome to connect and, and talk shit obviously we haven't um bro down before and it obviously most the um i think this is maybe interview maybe 64 or five in the last three weeks i've just been going yeah. to town on these things it's been aggressive but i know that i it's i feel a duty to be doing this because in a time like this there is a lot of negative energy and there's a lot of fear and a lot of um thing and so what i know i have is this um a huge privilege which is my access to people that i'm able to talk to about things that aren't being talked about publicly or to give other people that aren't inside certain circles access to to insights and intel so i really appreciate that you've um yeah given the time and obviously we've got a mutual bro so that's um that's all g as well but mate when i'm back i'm gonna come up there and we're gonna flip and we're gonna 2.0 this shit if i can help you let me know bro i've I've got you back so no i appreciate it brother and um love the chat bro mean
Thank you so much, Brian. Like you said, bro, they don't really like know each other too much. But one thing that I know is that, you know, when you have these high trust relationships with like people within your circle, and like you said, if they recommend something, you just got to surrender to that and trust their judgment because at yep. the end of the day, they have your best interest at heart and they know how to connect you with the right people. Um, so that's what really like got me in here, bro. And I'm so glad, you know, because bro, I feel like, you got so much value there to give, bro. So I'm just going to go on a rampage and just like learn everything about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to jump on my podcast, bro, straight up. Bro, I'd, I'd love to. We can go um, deceptively deep. And that's uh, that's why I think I'd, I'd almost, if I'm being truly honest, potentially uh, resonated more than more than most because it was very clear. Obviously, I've seen you from afar is um, deceptively deep. Um, and when sometimes the optics of what the exterior is so disconnected from the fundamentals of who you truly are it's something that i can um, relate to probably more so in the world of i guess corporate and commerce and and all the rest of it so um big ups big love mad respect and um props to you and wifey and and um i will when christmas is coming up i'm gonna buy you a 30 meter long ethernet cable to go from your modem (laughs) i was wondering if you caught that hint (laughs) break Oh, shut brother. I no, love no. your work, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Too much. Thanks, shut bro. Later, bro. <laughs> Later. <Thanks. laughs> oh, so good. Shit, that was good. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So if you're out there, you've been watching and listening and you, you think you can help him in any way, reach out, support the bro. I think it's awesome. Um, energy like that from people was so good and you telling me it's more of it and it was funny because i actually got kind of took off when i said you know name five people who look like you roll like you that are into what you're into usually when you're that why not you don't have a crew it's clear there's a crew which means he's literally one move away from a movement which gets me very excited for positivity momentum potential uh, professional stuff which can which can roll forward uh oh chantel really enjoyed this missy chantel og um snow mafia and that's it good yarns this is, and if you haven't, if you haven't clicked by now with these chats, this is literally that because my backlog of people that have, I know going through shit, I know chats like this either give positivity, some escapism, some new ideas, some different ways of thinking and everything else as well. So we're trying to get as wide as possible, hook up with as many different people as possible all over the show through the Rolodex. Uh, and so far I've only really um, messed with people that are in my circle. Um, he's probably one of the first that I actually haven't met in person. I'll be upfront about that. So it's not just like I know for and everyone. There's a lot of people I know. There's a lot of people I don't know. So far it's been the majority of people that I know, which has been good. But uh, we have a mutual connection who we both trust that have has made the link. So, so props to you the bro um without having to drop names and do the rest of it so all right jeez i'm i'm not gonna lie team i'm off i'm gonna go play with play with the fano for a little bit and um go hang do the do the dad thing i got two daughters under two it is carnage my wife has been an absolute legend while i've been doing all this shit she is holding shit down at at home and i have uh, been doing my thing to help you i'm gonna do that be back in a little bit shot team good mission see you in a bit Stay safe, stay smiling. I'll see you soon. Peace. Five hours ahead. Whiskey time. Who cares?